0: Lead Time is a podcast of the Unite Leadership Collective hosted by Tim Allman and Jack Kalleberg. Lead Time taps into biblical wisdom for practical solutions to today's burning issues. Each podcast confronts real-time struggles facing the local church in a post-Christian culture. Step into the action with the ULC at uniteleadership.org. This is Lead Time. Happy day. Welcome to Lead Time. Tim Allman here with Jack Kalberg. You should not do ministry alone, Jack. Isolation leads toward leadership, death, and you don't want to die. You want to live and not just live, but you want to thrive. And one of the struggles is recognizing that we need different types of people than we are on our team. That three strands, yes, is a husband and a wife and God. That's often when I hear Mm -hmm. this analogy, right? You got to make sure God is a center strand, but three strands are actually better than, than one. One of our favorite leadership books is a book called, uh, made for mission, discovering God's unique design for your life and ministry by a guy by the name of David Postuma, And, uh, there is great wisdom in this three strand approach. So Jack, before we get into the details there, talk to, The leader who says, "Because you've said before in previous podcasts that I want mentors who are like me but ahead of me." Yeah, this is a little bit different. This is saying we want people that are different different than us.
1: Go ahead, different to complement us. So here's here's just the reality of it. You know, Um, well, I was talking uh, talking with our Reformation Reformation group last night, still doing the Reformation class, and they were talking about the concept of uh, holiness. What makes something Hmm. holy? Well, you know, what makes a typewriter holy? Well, if a a typewriter is used holy for its purpose, it's been made holy, right? And so, you know, every person is different. They're part of a body. And when we function as part of the body of Christ, that's what it means to be holy. We're holy, we're being used holy for that purpose. And the diversity of what God creates us is really good. And when you don't use it that way, it can be pretty rough. It can cause a lot of problems. And that's not meant to pigeonhole people. It's just to, to acknowledge the reality of our diversity. So yeah. I gave a little, We I just recently posted a, a blog post. Blog? Yeah. Um, three strands are better than one. And I talked talked a little bit about the story when I was young, traveling to the fjords of Norway. I'm Norwegian. My father's- Fjords.
0: Of, I, I, I'm going back to frozen, right? Every yeah. time you've told me about the fjords, <laughs> I am literally- in it's a Disney good analogy. Just imagine
1: Frozen. Mm. <laughs> That's where I would go in my summers, except it was the summertime. I did go winter sometimes, but made a lot of friends there. And this was this was a funny uh, story that one of my friends told me about how the Europeans regarded each other. They really loved talking about the difference between Europeans and Americans. Fultures. They thought it was hilarious, right? So they said, well, this is how Europeans think about each other. They said, heaven is when the French cook the food, the Germans make the cars, and the British run the police. That's heaven. And he said, hell is when the British cook the food, the French make the cars, and the Germans run the police. <laughs> and if you don't get the punchline of that, you need to brush up on your history. History, that's right. <laughs> that's not to <laughs> be prejudiced or anything, but there, there's there's interesting things that different cultures and different personalities bring to the mix. And mm. Tim, you and I are different different guys. There's things that we share. There's strengths that are different and we're better together because of it, right?
0: That's right. And, so um, in our context, hell would be if Allman runs the financial... <laughs> Database system like that that just would not work. Right, the Germans Gestapo running the police for all of all of Europe that did not work some seventy years ago. Right,
1: and if (laughs) I had to be the one entering into immediately entering into every difficult conversation with strangers, that would be (laughs) that would be (laughs) that would be be the hard one. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, better better together. So let's (laughs) let's nail into those three different and there's a lot of different ways the, the metaphor of the body of Christ and the head, heart, hands, different different gifts for different people. Mm-hmm. But uh, Postuma uses builders, managers, and the nurturers. Yeah. So go deep. First off, the builders. Who are the builders, Jack?
1: Builders are people, he describes them as visionary, um, task dominant, like we got to mm-hmm. get this done now kind of thing. Strategic and entrepreneurial. There's subcategories of this, but the key thing is like builders are the people that you really want to get on the beginning of a project because mm-hmm. they like to start new. They they can think through some complicated things pretty quickly. Um, they they care about the momentum of something and breaking yeah. new territory, right? So that's what the builder does.
0: Builders have the right amount of. Authoritative leadership. Right. Um, authoritative often sounds bad, and it certainly can be. Um, but those who have authority are willing to make decisions. And then the healthy leader who has authority is willing to take responsibility for uh, the good and the bad of said decision. Yeah. These are these are builders that then build, measure, learn. They're constantly analyzing how things are going and that kind of moves into their building. But then those that are sustaining, mm-hmm. you know, there are lots of folks and I've kind of been, Sometimes if you don't understand who your builders are, you can get frustrated because they're constantly thinking about the next thing. They're not the sustainer. They're not, as we're moving into the next category, the manager. They are the visionary people who see problems and see solution, uh, and they're on steroids. This can frustrate a a manager and a nurturer if they don't understand how God hardwired this leader. Any more on the builders, Jack? Well,
1: no, I mean, I, I think I fit solidly in the builder category, because I do uh-huh. notice that when we start to get into a maintenance mode about something, I'm immediately thinking, okay, what's the next thing we gotta hit, it, hit on? Do we have a person right. here who's gonna, quote unquote, manage this thing? And so this gets into the next category of what we call manager, right? Yeah. So who um, are the managers? Managers are people who are motivational, right? Mission-tasked, accomplishment-driven, and, and administrative. And so they yeah. are in for the long haul They are more about refinement, right? Um, It can almost seem like you're trying to stack one as better than the other, and we want to kind of break apart that paradigm, right? You are, certain people are amazing administrators and other people are great builders and pioneers, and you're, you're serving God's purpose best when you can lean in with your strengths every day in the job that you're doing. So the manager does an amazing job with continuous refinement of maybe of a system that's already been created or a a strategy that's already been implemented, but we need to continue to do it. We need to continue to make modest improvements that happen week in and week out. And They've got the the thoughtfulness to do that and the grit to do that. So there's heavy grit and tenacity that goes with that as well. Um, Some good people uh, skills too in terms of motivating. Yeah, we just gotta keep the ball going forward, right? Yeah, so we've talked
0: about um the six types of working genius. Um I think there are some there's some overlap there's there some. like the the builders would be the wonder, wonder. people and the invention, invention people, a lot of the the manager type skills as we're getting down into okay as this thing gets invented mm-hmm. um, we've got to Discern the right next step, and I look at motivational. Right. We've got to galvanize, galvanize around it. Uh, certain folks right. there. Um, that doesn't exactly, as we get down to the bottom of that widget acronym with the the six types of working genius. It doesn't entirely connect because then you get down into enablement right. and and tenacity, right. um, which is a different skill set. Right. Some of your enablement and tenacious people may be in that manager, right. uh, you know, Absolutely. category as as well.
1: The next one then is what we call a nurturer. Um, he uses the word pastoral, but not necessarily to say that they're preaching, but that they've got a pastoral heart. They're caring about the spiritual well-being of people. You know, how are you doing? Right? Are you? Are we getting along? Is there peace amongst us? Are we unified? Right? So they're they're caring very deeply about the heart of people as they're moving forward. Um, we, Jake served a role as an incredible nurturer on here. We're feeling, we're feeling, you know, as we're moving forward, figuring out our next staffing plan, we need probably somebody who's an incredible nurturer to keep joining yeah. us in leadership. Was that, would you agree, Tim, as we oh, yeah, we yeah. Think and I think that? most
0: most pastors and, and church, if there's a persona, a profile set for uh, churches is we elevate the nurturer. You know, the yeah. members say, we well, just want someone to come and, and care for me um those you know we've we've heard this in our, in our context uh you you're imbalanced you know maybe a couple families have left in the last year and that does you know make me make me sad that we weren't able to to meet their needs um but but they are expecting a pastor to be there for them and it really Almost intuitively, <laughs> sometimes it's only what Jesus can do. Um, know when they're hurting and be there, um, be there for them um, consistently. To Maryberry baptize those those high moments. To remember everybody's name and and story. Uh, yeah, so a lot of a lot of folks who go into pastoral or even you know being a DCE, a teacher, they have that nurturer type yeah. of. Uh, type of event. And uh, I would make the case that part of uh, the ULC's conversation, Unite Leadership conversation, is that we are trying to have a balance. I I believe Mm -hmm. we may be as a denomination in many of our leadership roles imbalanced in the nurturer. Our churches are imbalanced with the nurturer, and we've not created space for the builders and the managers, and maybe not even called them ministers they they're the secular visionary whatever task oriented spreadsheet you know <laughs> wired people and yeah. and that's not ministry and and I think that has hampered our our witness and our mission as a church and church body
1: so he lays a great story we talked a little bit about this in another podcast about how the imbalance grows and it's not just LCMS I think it's really any church that has grown yeah. up let's say the use organically organically just means relationally, right? Mm-hmm. So most churches try to focus in on like a lot of Bible studies and small groups as a way of growing and keeping people connected. And who leads those things? Well, they tend to be people, 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 right? They're, they're right. relational, they're gifted at maintaining harmony and investing in people's souls. And so they're pastoral. And so we call them people, 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 right? Um, And then they tend to be the people that get elevated into leadership and they may not even know that there's a deficit of system and task that needs to be done. So our approach, Tim, is we try to really intentionally say, no, everybody needs to be invited. Everybody needs to be invited to serve, to lead. There's different jobs for different types of leaders what if you worked together? What if you built many teams that honored the gifting, these multiple types of giftings in a team? Uh, Joy, our, uh, we, um, she was an administrative assistant, just got promoted to business manager, incredible task person. And she loves it, right? She's a beast. And she is an amazing compliment <laughs> to her team. She loves task in the way yeah. that I don't like task, right? Right? <laughs> right? Uh, but she does it. And because of that, she does it better than I do. Right. But I'm also great at sort of like innovating and kind of breaking into an area that we wouldn't necessarily think about breaking into. So we were working fantastic together. Great compliment. Yeah. Um, yeah. so Tim, you know, what does it look like for the church to actually be intentional about that? We we have a survey that you use. If you haven't gotten it as part of the Christ Beanfield community, you you eventually will. We get it to all the new people that we eventually onboard into the ministry. We've shared it with some other churches now. We've seen some churches have fantastic outcomes with this survey, we call it the serving survey. And the first thing that we, one of the very, the, the, the goal of the serving survey is what is the fewest questions I can ask somebody that would let me have a great conversation with you about inviting you to do something, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That, that key thing, the fewest is important because we want to honor people's time and we know that people will be more engaged with it if it's a two-minute survey instead of a 30-minute, 40-minute survey, we, that's yes. that's just the way it is. People are busy. So we make it as small and minimalistic as possible. But one of the questions we say is kind of rank order. The, these statements, I prefer working with people. I prefer working with tasks. I prefer to build systems. And that has been super helpful for us in having great conversations with people about an inv- invitation to serve in certain places. And because it's such a minimal survey, it gets us a lot of data to have great conversations.
0: Yeah, a church is a body with a variety of different gifts and what we orbit around, Jack, in in our teaching, whether it's the Accelerator, which just a little shout out if you want to join our next Accelerator cohort starting up here in the fall, uh, let us know, uniteleadership.org. But we teach around this kind of holistic... Um, discipleship approach and and really leadership structure approach. We've got to talk about, and I'm using my finger if you're, you're watching me, we've got to talk about systems, we've got to talk about structure, and we've got to talk about culture. Um, the systems that put together a structure for people to develop and a culture that's filled with love centered in the middle is a big why. To, to multiply disciples. For us, 20 campuses in, in 20 years. And you can look at the builder, manager, and nurturer and say, okay, the builder is going to highly focus on the big why all the time. Is that crystal, crystal clear? And here are some maybe some ideas of how it could become more clear, things we could start. Uh, the manager then is a lot in the structure and system and the overlap between the two. The nurturer is obviously culture. How, well are we loving one another here? So you can see all of these people on your team, uh, they must be there, and you must, um, as a leader, if you're the pastor and you're a nurturer, you must humble yourself And not speak so that the builders (laughs) and the managers can speak to analyze. And, And nurturer, if this makes you uncomfortable because it could lead to conflict, read books like difficult conversation. This is not about you. This is about the mission of Jesus, and this is about you playing your small role in God's grand vision through your church to reach as many people as possible with, with the gospel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, depersonalize this and know who you are. Like, Be super, super confident in who you are, how God has made you, and then super, super clear on who you're not and therefore who we need also to be on our team. Any last thoughts though, Jack, on uh, Builder, Manager, Nurturer?
1: No, I would say um, another kind of recommendation is Tanya came out with a, a, a great little uh, blog about blog. the six types of working genius. This is a great complementary tool. We This is an opportunity. How do I actually build um, a whole team that represents all of the diversity of strengths that there can be out there? Well, you have to do assessment. And you can actually use that. Uh, we kind of did that in another podcast where we actually showed what it looks like to pop it onto a spreadsheet, maybe check out that article as well. Um, but you know, just keep in mind that the best team is a well-balanced team that honors and, and respects all kinds of gifts. That's right. That's right. And there goes that there gift. Goes, Jack's meeting my is starting yeah. right now. That
0: means the podcast <laughs> is over. It is an honor to partner with you. If we can care for you in any way, uniteleadership.org. Uh, start to follow us on YouTube as well. Thank you, Jack, for your expertise. And Take pick care. up the book. Uh, what, what is the name of the book, Jack? Made for Mission. Made for Mission. Yeah. Made for Mission. Made for God Mission by uh,
1: Posthuma. Right. <laughs>
0: All right, Postuma. We'll okay. see you next week on Lead Time. Peace. Take care. You've been listening to Lead Time, a podcast of the Unite Leadership Collective. The ULC consults and brings together cohorts of congregations to build the culture, systems, and structures of intentional discipleship multiplication. To go deeper with us, create a free login on uniteleadership.org for access to exclusive materials and resources. Thanks for
1: listening and stay tuned for next week's episode.